Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Patricia and Anna, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Hi, Anna. Hi, Patricia. Hi. Oh, Swan. <laughs> yes. Swan Lang. Swan Lan. Swan Lan. Uh, L-A-N. Swan Lan. Swan Lan. Uh-huh. Yep. Anna's yep. name is so beautiful. Okay, anyway, we're saying hi, and this is going to take some adjusting for us, too, because she's not used to calling me Patricia. That is hard. And I'm not used to calling you Swan, but, but we like it. But you can call it. me Anna, too. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not getting freaky with them. Okay, guys, don't. <laughs> Even though we're on her I bed. know, we're on it. You should see this cozy little thing we got going on here, except for this forsaken table that keeps Oh, moving. this is very dangerous. <laughs> this is a very dangerous uh <laughs> I was gonna say position, but yeah. that sounds oh, weird. Gosh. Okay, <laughs> we're getting we're getting erotic. But listen, uh, so our second episode of the year yes, of 2022. I'm excited for 2022. What about you? I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the mask mandate yes, anymore. Yes, and I'm not trying to be political again like my other episode. But uh, COVID is here to stay, guys. Yes, I'm yes. sorry. It's we here have to, to learn stay. How to live with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm happy that a lot of that has, is being lifted and we're, yes. you know, getting a little bit back to normal. Who right. doesn't want to? Right? Right. right. All right. So talk to us about today's show. All right. Well, phobias was picked because last time we did fetishes. Thank you. Yes. And we thought. I, it heard, be- I heard good things about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have different definitions that we found. Yes. My definition says fear is a legitimate reaction to a threat. Phobia is an irrational fear when danger isn't present. Yes. And then, yeah, what is So the, what I looked up that I liked, it said a phobia is a type of anxiety disorder, which I found very interesting, defined by a persistent and excessive fear of an object or situation. Phobias typically result in a rapid onset of fear and are present for more than six months. So if you have a fear of some kind that's six months or more, then you could say that that's developed into or that is a phobia that you possess, right? It's not just... It's not a, oh, well, you know... If it's I not a one a one occasion thing. Just like the difference between I'm sad today and I'm depressed. Yes. Depressed lasts and lingers, right? Yes. Whereas you could have a little melancholy day. So I think a phobia and, you know, we're going to talk about ours. What is you'd yours? You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. we can talk well, about it now? Let's talk about it now. I, I want to know. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, well, let me tell you. Okay, so it used to be a phobia, and I'm not ashamed to say that I, I got over this phobia when I was probably about 42, 43. So it lasted all my life, and I was afraid of the dark. Really? Oh, my gosh. Like, let's say that I turned off the lights in my bedroom and I was walking away. I would get this really weird, eerie feeling in the back of my, like, in the back of my neck. I was just afraid that either, you know, some creepy thing was going to crawl out or someone was going to break in and I was going to open my eyes. And But the dark, I had such a negative association with the dark that bad things happen in the dark. And so I was afraid of the dark. How did you get over it? What were your steps? Well, I I wouldn't say that I I made a concerted effort, but it was just, I guess, with maturity by 42, you should be a mature adult and say, okay, all these phobias or this phobia that I've had all these years, has anything resulted from it? Like, what are the chances of what you think is going to happen happening? 
And I just kind of talked myself out of it. But I'm going to be honest, growing up in a Dominican household, they're always, you know, the boogeyman, el cuco. El cuco is coming to get you. That's what we call the boogeyman mm. in Spanish. And you were always like threatened like if you don't eat the cuckoo is coming to get you at night or so they made you afraid oh. of the dark and then religion anything that like omens and all those nasty devils you know it's all like it happens at night and then when i left all of those dogmas and stuff i was like you know what it's so ridiculous that i still believe it's almost like believing in this fairy tale that you were taught when you were little and you realize, no, I'm old enough. This is probably, I'm not being logical. Mm-hmm. A lot of phobias are really not logical, right? And so when I tapped into my logic, I pretty much lost my, my phobia, at least of the dark. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I have a phobia. And I usually like creepy crawly bugs, hmm. like spiders, tarantulas, scorpions. Like I like ugly little bugs hmm. or like ugly animals, but... When I saw a worm, I couldn't touch Ooh. it. But now I touch them all the time. But before I couldn't touch it, it gave me the creepy The heebie-jeebies. Feeling. The heebie-jeebies. And then it was two years ago huh. and I was on shrooms doing okay. some garden work. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my God, you know, like, look at all these worms and they're making all this yummy soil for my plants, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it really. Wow. Yeah, it, it, and that like, just kind of shifted the yes. way you saw worms. Yeah. Anna, but let me tell you, a, a worm would give me the hippie-jeebies. Just like looking at the way it moves. Oh. I don't know. There is something about it. But see, now I think they're cute. Oh. So I wasn't sure if I had a phobia back then or if it's no. just a heebie-jeebie. Yeah. Heebie-jeebies okay. is different. It's not a fear of worms. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I see. Got Interesting. it. And during our fetish episode, we talked about really funny fetishes. <laughs> One <laughs> was lunars. They were the ones that were yeah. sexually aroused by balloons. Yes. Yes. And the phobia of balloons is called globophobia. Mm-hmm. Right. And the next one was mechanophilia. It's a sexual arousal of cars or yes. machines. Mm-hmm. And mechanophobia is the fear of that. Oh, so I felt like those the opposite. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, those are similar names, you know? Uh-huh. And then Sexual arousal of poop is coprophilia, uh-huh. and the fear of feces is coprophobia. Huh. So those I feel like are similar. Okay. I'm going to ask you four phobias, and I want you to see what you think they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Four? <laughs> yes, just four. Okay. Just four. Okay. okay. Nomophobia. The fear no- of numbers? You're close. The fear of math. No. The fear of phones. The fear of being without your phone. So this oh. is a new phobia. That... <laughs> Anna, you're so sweet. What? I'm like the fear of numbers. You're like close. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not close at all, okay? <laughs> because you dial numbers on oh, your so phone. <laughs> if it would have been my kids, I would like, yo, you are you so are far. far. <laughs> you are so cold. You're going to die in the cold. <laughs> No, that's not close at all. <laughs> okay, so fear of being without your phone. Yes. Listen, I think if I was without my... Do you know what? One time I was, I went to the bathroom and I put it on the... I was texting them that I was going to be in the bathroom. So I put it down on the dispenser, 
the metal case of the dispenser for the toilet paper. And I got up and I left and I almost walked out without it. And immediately, like, I think I took three steps and then my heart started pounding. And I'm like, where's my phone? And of course it was there because I was the only one in the bathroom. But I thought if I ever lost my phone, I think I'd panic more than if I lost one of my kids. Why? Are you kidding me? I do everything on that thing. It's it's everything to me. But you can get a new <laughs> phone. <laughs> but it doesn't have all my stuff stored, right? Doesn't it not have all my stuff stored? Unless and, it's on a cloud. And like passwords and pictures and text messages. Does it messages? not save on your cloud? Your I Google don't know. Cloud? Your um, Google Maybe photos? Maybe that's a phobia. The drive? I see. I see. Lack of knowledge is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Ignorance is not bliss <laughs> right now. Does it? I I didn't think it stored all of that in the cloud, and I thought that when you got a new phone, then you would have to transfer and you'd have to have that. But it's not. That's not the case. No, I mean, I've been. Oh my god! I mean, I don't know where your things are being saved. But if you have, yeah, if you have an Android, you can save things on your Google Drive, Google Photos, and then every time you take a picture, it saves into there automatically. But what about your text messages? No, those are gone. Okay. You save text messages? Are you kidding me? Yes, everything. What? Anyone who's ever sent me something, you're still in my phone. Why? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just like to have a history. Interesting. I love to have a history. I lose my phone all the time. If I didn't have my phone for days or weeks, I wouldn't care. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. No, this is is what I live and breathe. (laughs) It's attached to me. So I have so, homophobia. What do I have? Momo. Nomophobia. Nomo. Nomophobia. Nomo phone for you. Oh, because it's no mo is no mobile. Like no. Oh, yeah, that's okay. why they said. Isn't that weird? That is that's yeah. interesting. Okay. Okay, that's the a new word. The next one is yes. Hippopotamonstrosisquipedaliophobia. Wow. What do you think that is? Does it have anything to do with animals? No. Okay. I don't know, Anna. Fear of long words. That has like what? The 26 letters of the alphabet? Oh yeah. my gosh, uh-huh. that's for real. Theater for long words? Yep. That is incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, Anna, you're kidding. <sighs> that's so funny. Okay. Uh, okay, what is this one? Wait, did you look? No. Okay. Aerophobia. Fear of heights? Close. Fear of arrows? <laughs> is this Not as close? <laughs> is this as close as the phone? <laughs> With the numbers? Okay. Uh, fear of heights. Fear of being in the air. Yes. Or flying in the yes, air. Yes, exactly. Oh, fear okay. of flying. Fear. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And then xanthophobia. Uh, what does xantho mean? Fear of the color yellow. Wow. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the word. Yeah. Xantho, like you would think, what What does that mean? Right? Because that's right. how you would decipher is breaking it down. I wonder if xantho is like a Greek word or latin what is yep. the it's a scientific term it's a prefix meaning yellow huh. it is greek it is greek yeah that's so interesting yeah. yeah okay so here are supposedly the 10 most common phobias okay 
Uh, so this says a tichophobia is fear of failure. Oh. I think we all have a that. We have a titch of that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Anna. Um, Sound effects. Okay. Uh, Thanatophobia is the fear of death. That makes sense. Okay. Thanatophobia. Nosophobia. N-O-S-O. Nosophobia. Fear of developing a disease. Oh. That's pretty common too. I mean, people, you can't tell people they, they have a cold or I saw something in my stool. We were talking about stool earlier today. You don't <laughs> want to hear about that. Well, we just want to know why are they so, there's so many colors. I know. Every and you're like, it, it means something. It's a different color. It's like, you know. <laughs> today was yellow. the same person, but like, yeah. Yeah. Weird. So uh, I, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what do you call the fear of poop? Did you say uh-huh. that? It's called um, coprophilia. Coprophilia, that's yeah. right. Okay. Oh, coprophobia. I'm so sorry. Oh, right, right, right. The phobia part. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. Obviously, everybody knows arachnophobia. Wasn't there a movie called Arachnophobia, yes. Fear mm-hmm. of Spiders? And this one's vihophobia. Vihophobia. Phobia. I don't know why I'm chopping that up. Uh, <laughs> fear of driving. Oh. Uh, and who doesn't know the classic? Claustrophobia. Uh-huh. That's what my kids calls me. They calls me claustrophobia. Are you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, but... <laughs> Really? But it says fear of enclosed spaces. Oh. Uh, arcophobia is fear of heights. So it's different than the aerophobia. Aerophobia, aerophobia. yes. Uh-huh. And then, oh, and then that was the next one. Aerophobia is that. So those are the top 10 wow. phobias, right? Now, these are the rare and uncommon phobias. Oh, okay. Let's hear those. So, a blutophobia is the fear of bathing. Oh. I think a lot of teenagers have that. I'm Ew, just kidding. Gross. <laughs> okay. Arch. Okay. This was hard to pronounce. Archib. Aruchitibrophobia. Shoot. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking oh. on the roof of your mouth. Of the, he said Ruth. Ruth. Oops. I mean Ruth. The Ruth. <laughs> The Ruth, the Ruth. Ruth is on fire. We don't know. Um, it's it's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> we haven't been drinking or anything. Um, okay, arithmophobia. Math. Okay. Yes, the fear of math. Now, chirophobia is the fear of hands, oh. and I don't know if it's chiro or chirophobia. Huh. This is cleophobia is the fear of newspapers. C H L O E. Is it clo? Cloophobia? I think it's clo, yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm guys, I'm botching this up. <laughs> anyway, uh globophobia is the fear of balloons. There you go. We covered that. Yes. So that's the most like the rarest. And then omphalophobia. O M. So omphalophobia huh. is fear of umbrellas. What the? Wow. In- oh, I'm sorry. What? What is it? It says, not fear of umbrellas, of umbilicus. Like fear of umbilicus below buttons. What is an umbilicus? Let's look it up. So it says it's a depression or hole at the center of the shell whorls of some gastropod mollusks and many amenities. A hole at each end of the hollow shaft of a feather? That's what it is? That's weird. But then again, so is globophobia. Let's see. But at least we know what that is. We know what balloons look like. Oh, it says that a belly button is also known as 
umbilicus. Oh, so that's why okay. it said below the button. Below the button. Interesting. Know. Okay. So fear of the belly button. I like the belly button. I think they're cute, huh? I, they're adorable. What about Audis? I like Audis. You do? I like Audis, Innies. I like them all. Really? They all have their own, you know. Personality. Yes, exactly. I like Audis. Circumcised and circumcised. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same thing. Well, I have a preference. <laughs> <laughs> But but I think Audis or Innies they're they're cute. Really, I prefer that. If I I mean myself, I have an Innie. Uh-huh. If I had I an Audi, I think I would get surgery to get an Innie. Really? Uh huh. I guess would it depend on how it looks? Because I've seen some Audis. I mean, most of the Audis I've seen, they're kind of cute. Really, Audi belly button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. See that doesn't. It looks look... like it looks like a binky. <laughs> See, I mean, that lady, she's pregnant. Okay, now that's, that's cute That's because she's pregnant. But that one's not so attractive right there, that I, one. That one's not. That looks like a flesh that just didn't get processed. See, I think that's yeah. cute and adorable. Now she's got a cute, oh, cute little shape, of yeah, course. She's got abs. But that looks like an anus. That oh, one dear. looks like a penis head. Oh, dear. Like oh, dear. shrinkage. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, a like little, when it goes, like uh-huh. when it hides and when it retracts, and it's uh-huh. like, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, that's what that one looks like. That's, yep. That's oh, what dear. Let like. me okay. see. Muscular guy. Let me see. Oh, my course. gosh. It's like a muscular belly button. It's like a, a belly button that's been lifting <laughs> weights. You guys should see this. It's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So, I don't think I've ever seen any I don't like, but the Audis are the ones that have a little bit more character. Yes, right? so, that's true. You're right. Yeah, but You're I'm right. not afraid of belly buttons. So I saw that there were a few different types of therapy, mm-hmm. but one is exposure therapy where mm-hmm. you repeatedly okay. expose yourself to that fear. They said, for example, someone with panic disorder might be instructed to run in place in order to make his or her heart speed up and therefore learn that this sensation is not dangerous. Mm. Yep. And another one is a drug called propranolol. Mm. And fear memories can be deactivated with beta blockers, and beta blockers reduce blood pressure and blocks adrenaline. Mm. So those were some of the things that could help people cope with phobias. But I'm all about exposure therapy. I think the more you do something, the less fearsome is fearsome yeah. a word okay. mm-hmm. that you are of that. That it is, uh-huh. and that it becomes. And I think that in overcoming my own phobia of, of fear of the dark, what is that even called? Well, Can you look know. it up? Yeah, let's see. I can't do two things at once. So I'm going to talk while she looks it up. But yeah. the point is this. I had to talk myself through it many nights when I would be alone in my in the room and I knew that there were people at home or they were not so that's to a degree kind of your own self-exposure therapy where you have to talk yourself through it and I love this thing that Sam Harris said which was a lot of times you experience the same feelings but because of the narrative that you're telling yourself you perceive it as being a completely different experience so for example the same sensation or feelings that you feel like you when you're going to get on a ride like up in one of those, you know, roller coaster rides or whatever, is the same anxiety that you feel when you're probably afraid. But you talk yourself and you you kind of label it something different. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So to talk yourself through it is super helpful. And don't run 
from it, but make it logical again in your mind. Try to understand what it is that you're feeling instead of giving in to being like, I'm so scared and I'm freaked out. Okay, so what is going on? Am I okay? Again, that's kind of like your own mini exposure therapy to face the fear Mm -hmm. instead of trying to medicate it or run from it. And I think a lot of it also depends on the depth and how severe the phobia is, of course. right? If if it's stopping you from living your life, you might want to take other measures. But there's so many times that we're experiencing something and it just takes a shift of the mind to mute it, to kind of dilute it in ourselves you know Mm -hmm, what i mean mm -hmm, so anyway mm -hmm. so what's it called nyctophobia okay that makes sense yep that's interesting huh yeah because i feel like everyone has some type of fear of the dark Mm -hmm. if i'm at home alone and let's say if peter was out of town i do sleep with the light on Mm. but my fear isn't of the dark itself but i'm like if i'm alone i want to hear the house and see what's happening right like you, you want know? to see if someone came in or yes, something yeah yes. that you won't be able to see it in the dark right yeah um but the dark itself i don't mind mm-hmm. you know yeah what about you if you're alone you're okay with it now well yeah i'm okay with it now i'm okay sleeping in the dark but what if you're by yourself yeah i'm okay oh, i mean there I have see. been many times okay. where i'm here and the fireplace is going and everything is dark and i'm sitting there and i feel okay oh yeah where i wouldn't do that yes uh, my mother always kind of, well, you know, our parents instill so many fears, right? The ridiculous things of like the boogeyman and whatnot. And she would say that the dark is bad. And that's so sad because it's not. It's this not. is how we sleep. This is how we get our rhythms, our circadian rhythms, right? Yes. This is how we nature heal our sleeps. Body. Oh. We heal our mind. Uh-huh. Yes, it's essential. Yeah. And how do you appreciate the sun and the light if you don't have the dark? And the darkness has its own beauty. Yes. Um, the moon, the stars, you won't be you can't see that in the daytime. A nice fire, right, in your backyard. Mm-hmm. So I was taught to be afraid of the dark. And I finally worked through getting all those fears. I'm glad oh, to hear yeah. that. It's, but nice. it took a long time, man. I mean, you're in your early whole, 40s. Yeah, your whole life. And it's embarrassing. I used to be like, I can't tell people I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> Till I got over it. And then I'd be like, you know, I used to be afraid of the dark up until my early 40s. <laughs> and people would look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and you know what? That's another thing that when you do naughty things, whatever those may be, you usually hide. And it's so secretive. It's so secretive. And, and what do you do it? You do it in the dark. Yes. You know, it's uh-huh. definitely the way we see the dark. Right. We've been conditioned. But it's a beautiful thing. I love the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was an important episode because that's... Oops. <laughs> I not knock my mic off the table. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has been such an interesting day. Okay. So that's why understanding your phobias is important because getting to know what that is and how severe it is can help you to either mitigate or help yourself or talk to other people. You'd be surprised how many people might even share your same phobia and help you get over it. Very true. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like to be a part of our show, we would love to hear from you. Ask us questions and share your story. We'll give you our unfiltered, unprofessional, unqualified advice. Record an audio clip and send it into that's why show at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, and our podcast is on all the platforms out there. And please 
follow and subscribe. What should we do about our quote? Because we don't have one. So let's, you know what? Can I share two quotes that yes. really enlightened me this month yeah. of February? One was when I was with my girlfriend, Kristen. Shout out to Kristen. And she is my new partner in fitness. And we were working out the other day. And, you know, you stand in front of the mirror and you kind of self-deprecate and you feel kind of crappy. And she was feeling really bad. And we were kind of talking ourselves through it, a little bit therapy session in my car. And she said something so profound. And she said, I guess, you know, I shouldn't feel bad because... For every good thing that I did, it was a bad mistake I didn't make. Oh. I love that. That's right. For every good thing that you did, I don't care how small it was. Did you drink that extra glass of water? Did you park a little farther from wherever you, you know, you were going in? Did you not sleep in? Did you do your meditation? All those little things. Did you not eat that, those chips? Whatever. That for every good thing you did, it was a mistake that you didn't make, that you did not. And so that is so powerful. And the other quote that I loved was, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Oh, I love that one. We are so conditioned to hold on to things and not let it go and sad that, that it ends. But we should really embrace the positive side of it, which is we should be happy that it ever happened. And whatever we take away from it, how wonderful it was. Yes. And hold on to that. Very true. So I love those two. I just wanted to share that. Beautiful. I love that. Thanks. So I want to do a shout out to my friend Maria. Maria works for JetBlue and she and I became kind of close. We met on a flight from here, Utah to Fort Lauderdale, and we've kept in touch through WhatsApp and she listens to our show and she just loved it. And I thought that that was awesome that she gave me feedback. And then my, I met a friend through my husband. Her name is Judy. She's from Utah. And uh, she was telling me that she listened to our show on fetishes Ooh. and that she loved it and then it opened the conversation up when i was in idaho falls with my husband so shout out to judy as well yes thank Thanks you for so listening, much guys thank you judy and maria yes thank absolutely you so, much. so with that peace love and, and dark chocolate yes. bye guys bye bye <laughs>